welcome to the STEM Economy with your host, Matt Bender. What's your name? Where are you calling from? G'day, Matt. It's John from Australia. How are you doing? Hey, John from Australia. Let me just tell you, I, I saw your your name and you haven't called in in, you know, about, I think it's been close to two months, but uh, hold whatever thought you were calling in for. I was just listening to our last call earlier today because I was clipping your call and that call that you called in the last time to bring up from February uh, from that person who had staked their money in Celsius and called into the show, of course, months before Celsius would go bankrupt. Um, And I'm taking those two calls to put together for an episode when I am away for a week. Uh, So uh, I saw your name come up and I was like, oh, I I just heard this guy's voice earlier today. Well, that's great to hear. That's uh, that's awesome. Um, I I I have no idea how I how that call managed to sit in the back of my brain um, for that long to it, to be able to recall it so quickly. But what's there you cra- go. what's crazy is like uh, he, I I when you were telling me about the call, I did not know what call you were talking about, and I assumed it was like f- some full on crypto guy who was like arguing the pro crypto ad like full board like a full fully on board crypto advocate. Uh, who was arguing with me. And then I went to listen to the call today for the first time. Um, and it was a guy who was a fan of the majority report and bringing up how like Sam and, and myself were, you know, critical in his political uh, growth and how he just like thought we were dropping the ball, like left the left or progressives were dropping the ball on crypto. And, uh, you know, he wasn't even fully like gung ho about it. He was just like, uh, it's a thing. It's taking off. And I feel like I have to get on board or I'll lose out. And one of the things he got on board was staking his crypto via (laughs) Celsius. And then I felt really bad, much worse than I felt when I just assumed this was like a, 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 you know, a, a guy trying to sell me on Celsius. Uh, no. I, I wish he would call in. I, I'm not. I don't. I'm not even like to dunk on him or be like, oh, "I told you," because it wasn't like that at all. I hope he calls in because I want. I want to know so it could be like, you know, a, a warning to people that like don't like, these companies maybe not Celsius and Voyager in name or even leadership, but the idea of crypto lending companies are far from dead, and more companies will pop up, and people should stay away. Yeah. Yep. That it it honestly it really does like listening back to it really it really did hurt. <laughs> like <laughs> the 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 thing that that really like really struck me and 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 sort of hit hit hard was that I remember being in the audience when that call was happening. I remember being in chat and at that time uh Celsius had been done uh had already been like hacked, quote unquote. They'd already lost a bunch of funds because one of their employees had signed into one of the massive company custodial wallets, as in the account with all of the money in it, had signed into that with MetaMask on just their computer. Right. You had mentioned that in the call. And and had been scammed. Yeah. Right. Right. That that had happened before the caller called in. So I'm in the chat sort of screaming like, caller, please. 
like take your funds out while you can this is not a, a reputable organization like if they're able to just like log into the company bank account and get hacked like so easily this is not the space that you want to be playing in this is not what you want to be advocating for you got to take if you're if you're on top amazing perfect cut and and run um and i sincerely do hope that that they manage to right right I'm assuming, though, you didn't call in to talk about the last time you called in, which was to talk about a call you remembered from February. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just every call getting increasingly uh, meta. No, um, what I was going to call in about was something Call-ception. a little bit closer to home for Yeah. Something a little bit closer to home for, for me, um, which is related to an industry that I have a lot of connections to, which is the uh, games industry, um, and uh, based in Australia. So a company that's quite popular and, and is quite sort of uh, uh, no, a known uh, name in the crypto scene uh, is an Australian company based in Sydney called Immutable. Um, that name might sound familiar if you've been following this space. They were in partnership, quote unquote partnership, with TikTok to deliver their TikTok-related NFTs. They were in partnership, quote unquote partnership, with GameStop. Uh, in order to develop the GameStop marketplace, right? Okay. Now their primary their primary role is 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 they run a side chain, um, they, they their own little private blockchain that they do stuff on and and offer it as a product, a uh, platform, APIs, all of this stuff. Um, but not only that, they're also a, a a pretty heavy investor in the space. They've gotten a lot of funding ex, uh, coming into them um, from places like Alameda Research, so Sam Bankman-Fried, um, who everyone should know as uh, the the main guy from uh, FBX. FBA? Is it FBX? Uh, uh, FTX. FTX, yes. FTX. I, had a, I had a mental Sorry. block for a second because I was trying to remember which one of the crypto lenders, because we had talked about Alameda uh, a couple episodes ago. I can't remember if they were... Uh, uh, if they had, uh, if they were, <laughs> if they were owed money by Voyager or Celsius, I, th- I, I want to say Voyager, but I'm not a hundred percent. I can't recall. Oh, it's in one of the episodes. Look, it's in one of the look, episodes. They could be owed money by Voyager. They could be owed money by Celsius. They could be owed money by Three Arrows Capital. It could be anyone, right? Like yeah. this whole and industry you know is incredibly intermixed. It's incestual, really. I mean, yeah. it's. Uh, I, I mean, I wouldn't surprise me if, he, if it was all of the above, uh, but yeah. Um, so uh, what? Is, so immutable is you know the, the GameStop NFT marketplace is is interesting. I, I you know I haven't followed it too closely. It seems like uh, even the people in the uh, the already existing NFT space find it bizarre because it exists in its own little world. Like I had seen chatter. In NFT circles, like actual people who regularly, uh, you know, uh, are in the NFT space on like OpenSea, uh, and they were talking. They were like, I saw them like mocking the top-selling NFT projects on the GameStop marketplace because it was like, who are these guys? Where did they come from? These people aren't part of like the NFT community. We've never heard of them before, and these were like major names in the NFT space. I think. Um, that that's all I really know of GameStop. That there's something, uh, they they're like live in their own bubble in the space. But what what were you gonna say about uh, yeah. Immutable? So so, this this company um uh, it, 
is known for a couple of things. And, and, and as I said, they've got no, a, a lot of funding coming in. Um, and they've started sort of handing out their own funding. They're doing the sort of the, the same thing as um, Andreessen Horowitz A16Z running their own sort of uh, Web3 gaming play to earn uh, incubator funds in order to sort of entice uh, existing game studios into doing more Web3 related content. The reason why I call up about this particular company is because they have a game that has been um, around for quite some time. And I think maybe just after the original launch of CryptoKitties on the uh, Ethereum blockchain, which I think it was around 2018. So they're an older uh, NFT project. It's a, it's a trading card game you play online. The cards are NFTs, right? They, uh, I think in June this year, announced that they'd ha they'd received 500 million in in funding so a significant chunk of change right in july to say the least just gone almost like significant yeah. chunk of change is down <laughs> yep and i think late last year they received another 200 million in funding they are like awash with cash um in july this year july just gone um they sacked 17 percent of their workforce um, and in particular, from the articles that I've read, the the most heavily impacted uh, uh, team was the Gods Unchained, um, which is this play-to-earn uh, NFT card game, although I suspect they would probably rebuff the play-to-earn moniker now. Um, mm -hmm. the, the, the only people left in that team now, according to um, articles about this, are uh, C-Suite, so Chief of Whatevers, and junior staff. So all of their their senior team, um, their long-term members, all that sort of stuff, they're gone. Developers gone. They've just got juniors and they've got uh, execs. In fact, they did a massive... Uh, they, they hired on this year, I think six, something like six uh, uh, people into their C-suite chief of vibes chief of chief of whatever all of these these different web3 related titles chief of of uh not losing the company treasury to a minute mask hack or whatever these these titles are um and they plan on in the next year growing their player base from a speculated tens thousand because they uh, uh, to my knowledge the, the numbers aren't public um to to multiple millions with a team of juniors. I mean, well, where did the money go? What are they doing? Where did the where did the multiple hundred millions of dollars go <laughs> in the I'm, last I'm six like, months I'm or like, nine I'm months or something? I'm actually like, as you're talking to me, I'm like uh, uh, searching here to find out what's going on here. And I, I can't find, like, the, the, first of all, the, for a company that has received that much money in funding, very little media uh coverage and and you know that's that's unusual um you know i don't even see like a uh i don't know let me see if i can if i type it in straight up um yeah i guess i guess there's some coverage they're valued at but none of the coverage is about the most recent stuff it's about their uh their valuation of 2.5 billion dollars in march yep. of 2022 i mean that makes them a unicorn in the tech space um, that's, and then here, okay, I see one, uh, uh, two, 
three, but these are all, and then only the gaming space I see, and then here's one uh, crypto article, uh, Bitcoin from Bitcoinist. But other than that, here's a. Uh, uh, gaming space seems to be covering this more so about the layoffs. Yep. Well, well, uh, I mean, something's not right. Something's off. Um, no, and, and and so the one the the one sort of thing that uh, and it, it is mentioned in 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 the articles. Two weeks ago, on, two um, weeks ago, two weeks ago, they put out a PR a press release P, the, from the PR Newswire. Immutable hires. Uh, Polygon exec to level up yes. layer two marketing. So they're hiring, you know, uh, 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 big wigs over from other uh, blockchain networks. Yes. And then uh, a couple of weeks later, laying off. Uh, here we go. This uh, local Australian news coverage from news.com.au. Aussie company sacks staff in 30 minutes. Australian crypto platform Immutable sacks 6% of staff despite plans to hire aggressively. Uh, the company yep. valued at a whopping $3.5 billion, let go uh, 17% of its staff from one division in a devastating decision as the union raises concerns. Yeah, something is weird. Yeah, that's, that's the next part of this story. Um, prop, props to the, um, to the Australian Game Workers Union, Game Workers Australia, um, which is the uh, freshly formed as of this year uh, – union in Australia for the games industry who are um, working with staff who were laid off to uh, to look at their legal options and, and perhaps uh, maybe press this point a little bit because there's a, a lot of suspicion around the fact that they've let go all of these staff uh, very, very quickly, um, made them redundant, um, which is a specific term that has very specific meaning in terms of uh, employment as to what your entitlements are and how you're let go and all of sort of the, this sort of thing. Um, the, the main sort of red flag here is that they are hiring still and that they are hiring for positions that look very similar to the ones that they just let these people go for. Mm. Now, if we're going to get into a little bit of speculation, because I don't want to speak about the specific case too much, but if we look at things like uh, in the US, which I'm happy to speculate about, um, <laughs> Coinbase and um, all of the the exchanges, Kraken and the like, that recently, uh, I think a couple of months ago, the, the reporting was that they were uh, rescinding offers that they had sent out. They were getting rid of staff left, right and centre. The suspicion uh, and the, the, the general suspicion uh, is uh, amongst uh, skeptics that they're letting these staff go because these people were hired during the bull run for very generous uh, remuneration packages. Now that we are in uh, the bear market, they don't want to keep paying these people's salaries at the rate that they are at. Um, the offers that, that went out when the market was quite high, um, they are rescinding those because they want to rehire at much lower rates. Makes I, I uh, you know, I that's obviously speculation because we don't have any concrete evidence that that's the fact. But I think that's a uh, very well educated uh, guess because uh, it seems quite accurate based on what we do know has been going on elsewhere in the space. 
Yeah. Yep. And again, as I say, I don't want to talk too much about this specific case because I'm a little closer to it. Um, but what I will do is, if you're if you're particularly interested, I will I'll DM you a couple of um, a couple of articles from some reputable uh, games press in Australia that have done a bit of digging on this. Yes, please do. And if you know anyone specific to talk to about this, because um, you know, in addition to the uh, the the uh, bit of news that just happened in terms of the layoffs and everything. It would be uh, very interesting to dig into Immutable in general based on their involvement with the GameStop NFT marketplace. Yeah, and I think that there would be – so I think that's a, a, a definitely something worth looking into because uh, not only Immutable but companies like – Immutable I think is a particularly interesting case because they seem to have their name tied to a lot of projects that – no one can really tell what they've actually done. <laughs> um, so they they do these big TikTok. Oh, it's a TikTok NFT partnership. But what like what? Where where are these TikTok NFTs? Where is the? What did they actually do? No one really knows. But the announcement got so much press, and their token um, absolutely was spiked on all of these uh, press announcements. But uh, wait, hold on. this I, is this is hilarious. Hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, so all these new uh, – I'm looking up TikTok and Immutable, and it seems like all these press releases came out in like September, in Oct- late September, early October 2021, so so almost a year ago now. And mm-hmm. on Immutable's website, they have like TikTok.immutable, and it, were, it consisted of uh, uh, auctions for um, – it looks like, uh, you know, uh, uh, NFT art – that comes from various TikTok creators. Oh, look who's there, Gary V. Uh, amazing. Um, but uh, there you go. Uh, honestly, it seems like it's mostly people like Gary V. Um, and other names in the uh, NFT space. Not really many. Someone named Coin Artist, um, uh, XOR, uh, Jess the Mess. RTFKT. Um, I mean, maybe some of these people are TikTok names, but some of these I recognize from the NFT space. Uh, and uh, but okay, so timeline here is for all this. TikTok even posted it on their newsroom uh, page as an official TikTok press release. TikTok launches first creator-led NFT collection. But then we have fast forward to do, 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 um, December. And TikTok, excuse me, uh, yeah, TikTok shelved Lil Nas X's NFT uh, yep. over, I guess, uh, it was announced and uh, Lil Nas's fan base, who doesn't seem like they'd be too into NFTs, complained. And so he he wanted to cancel it. Very, very sort of quietly kind of pulled pulled that, Yes. Uh, an NFT collaborate this is from the fader. An NFT collaboration between TikTok and Lil Nas X will no longer be released. Oh, and they sourced it to the Rolling Stone. Uh, the digital art was set to be revealed, but sources this is uh, sources close to TikTok tell Rolling Stone that the program's rollout has been a challenge, a mess, and a complete joke. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I mean, it sounds like it might be a little bit more than just... Sounds a... like the work of a two-point-whatever-billion-dollar-valued company, for sure. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, boy. Oh, oh this is... Uh... 
Oh my god! Uh, amazing, truthfully amazing. So I would definitely, I would def that is definitely something to worth looking into. Having a look at uh, Immutable and companies like them who get into these very uh, they're sending out PR blasts about their partnerships and all this sort of stuff, and they they just so happen to have a governance token that spikes in value, um, and then the actual product that they supposedly are going to partnership with or deliver kind of just fizzles out and turns into nothing. Very similar to um, the uh, uh, helium and lime uh, story that you so fantastically broke uh, last episode. Great job on that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's it's that that's you know it's you know the whole fake it till you make it mentality has always been a part of like not even just like tech startup culture but like the gross like online entrepreneur culture. I'm sure it goes even further than just even online. I'm sure there's been like, you know, construction businesses for years like you know, uh talking up some sort of partnership they had with a, a, a major like fortune 500 company that they really didn't have or had some like barely like uh they they barely like they worked uh with like a, a, an employee's home and said they worked with their company or something i'm sure it's there's always been some sort uh, of that going on um but uh, like I, I i think i said this on uh i might not have but i think i said this on the pre that episode but how like the reason why this is so problematic here is you know in the web3 uh space the users aren't just using these platforms and then when they if the platform fails it's a say la vie you know uh, maybe i lost some posts but i had no financial investment that's not the case here the users in any of these web3 projects at some level have made a financial investment and they did not get a product or service in return, their financial investment was made in this company on the basis that they would make money off of whatever they put into this company. Absolutely. And and to tie it into the, the topic of today's show, um, something I, 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 I only managed to catch maybe the last uh, 10, 10, 15 minutes of the show, I'll be looking forward to going back to it um, and, and uh, watching again. But Something that the um, the guest mentioned that I sort of maybe uh, disagree with a bit is that 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 they said that they believed that Spice Dow did want to to do you know right by this work right that they wanted to preserve it and all of this thing and I thought I thought you know I've been following Spice Dow sort of towards the beginning and I've also followed Constitution Dow as well and I would argue that yeah you could probably say that of the rank and file retail investors, the people buying the token. I think that they're probably, yes, they see, they see something there. They believe in the preservation of this work or whatever, what have you, right? Some of them perhaps. The people running the project, absolutely not. I, do, I absolutely reject the notion that they give, they give any like they don't they absolutely don't care. If you look at the, the actions of the group, right? Their proposed projects, their proposed things that they were planning on doing with it. Oh, they're gonna have it at Comic Con and someone's gonna be there and turn in the pages so you can see it. Or you're gonna be able to do this, or you're gonna be able to do that, right? Everything that they proposed was with the express or sometimes not expressed intent of spiking the value of the token everything they did 
There was no talk of, oh, we're going to, like, preserve this work. We're going to have it archived. We're going to do this. No, 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 no. None of that. None of that. It was all, we're going to make a movie. We're going to make more money. The token's going to go through the roof. And and uh, no one mentioned uh, financial returns. I can't say, uh, please don't say security. Please don't say dividends. Please don't say all this. That's FUD. Please don't, no FUDing. But we're gonna we're gonna make it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. We're gonna make this funny. We're gonna get this person involved. We're gonna get that person involved. Grimes is gonna do the soundtrack. Can you imagine the, the and the and the hint the the unsaid thing through every single one of these announcements is, and can you imagine the spice that you've got the spiced out tokens that you've got? Can you imagine the value that's gonna go when when Grimes is doing the soundtrack for our our. <laughs> June inspired anime, you're going to 10x overnight. That's the unsaid implication of every single one of those announcements. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is a great point. And uh, you know what? I I tend to agree with you. Um, You know, I think, I think, um, uh, I think it's easy, I guess, to, to, if you're a fan of Dune and sci fi, I guess. Um, taking that, uh, what they were doing, uh, even stepping out, like, you know, my guest covered this for, for months and, you know, she was, uh, her reporting on this was great, but I guess, mm-hmm. you know, um, even on that aspect, like, I guess if you're a fan of like, take the crypto away, if you're the fan of this sort of thing, uh, in like this, the, the, I'm not even talking about crypto space in like the, the geek space, you know, people, uh, enjoy their sci-fi and their, uh, classic, um, you know, uh, science fiction, epic dramas. And I think maybe you would hope that if someone is getting involved uh, on something that uh, in that in that space that you also love, that they have the best intentions. And, you know, um, maybe some of the people did. Uh, I, I would hope uh, myself. But, yeah, without a doubt, if once the crypto people got involved, um then clearly that's what they care about. I mean, they don't. They didn't care about Dune. They cared about a spi- uh, spike in the value of that coin, spike in the spice. Yeah, and, and no, and 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 I don't want it, that to come across as as me sort of you know uh, disrespecting your your guest. I've oh, been no, following no, I it. I don't for, think so. Covering it absolutely. Like props to them. Uh, props to everyone who covers this space. Um, but it's it's those little things like that where I'm sort of like ah I don't know we're giving them a little bit too much of the benefit of the doubt here or that sort of thing. I've taken up too much of your time already. I want to leave you with one more thing. Um, that is, uh, it, what feels like a decade ago. Um, Ubisoft announced um an NFT program that they were doing with uh, a popular video game series called uh, Rainbow Six. Um, they are. They're uh, doing Rainbow Six NFTs. That, well, not so much anymore. Um, oh, okay. They 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 relatively quickly pulled it, um, but the well pulled it. It kind of just floundered. Really, um, no one bought it. There was a report, a couple of you know. Pe- investigations people did after the fact and they said like oh this ubisoft nft thing's been around for like a couple of weeks now and it's made 60 so there's been 60 dollars worth of sales total and and everyone was like oh this is kind of embarrassing but the the main thing that of, was of interest to me in that in that um event and again sort of ties to what i called about earlier which is um the and i can't remember the name for the life of me and if I had it in front of me, I would butcher the, butcher the pronunciation. But the uh, French Video Game Workers Union um, put out a statement at the time. Um, they represent 
uh, uh, workers at, at Ubisoft and, and I, I'm trying to remember if they're a Ubisoft specific union. I don't think they are. I think they're just a general game workers union. Um, but they, they represent a lot of um, Ubisoft employees. They put out a statement around uh, NFTs and gaming and play to earn and all of this stuff. They're very vocal against it. Um, and I, I don't want to speak for Game Workers Australia, but the the, the folks I've spoken to there um, who are across this stuff, even though they're representing um, workers who work at these companies, they're not particularly fond of the idea of play to earn of NFTs and all that stuff in games. There's sort of, again, I don't want to speak for them, but a lot of people see it as this kind of encroachment of this kind of sort of uh, infectious kind of monetization, financialization of, of something that's meant to be sort of thing that brings people joy and pleasure and um, is an interesting way to, to share our, our, our experiences in our culture. Um, so, so what I will do is, as I said, I'll, I'll send you some information about Unimool, but I'll also send you some stuff about the um, the Game Workers Union in France who uh, put out a statement regarding the Ubisoft NFTs, because I think it's interesting to see game studios, not just uh, game you know gamers, players of games, coming out sort of vocally against NFTs, but game studios, workers at these places, saying this is crap, like this is bad, like we don't we don't want this the promises that they're making they can't fulfill um and even if they could the notion of it is is antithetical to what we want to do oh yeah i mean the the gaming world has been absolutely incredible when it comes to this stuff and and i i know it's not just the uh the the actual consumers and, and game video game fans the gamers i've seen this blowback from a ton of video game developers as well i mean the idea that you would uh, create a play-to-earn game in this space seems like seems like sort of dirty. Like, why wouldn't you have gone into like creating, uh, you know, casino games, like creating like slots, new, new slot machine games and shit like that? Uh, but no, you went into like these type of video games because you wanted to create entertaining games that people play for enjoyment, not because they hope to to cash out and win big. Exactly, and it's usually um, off the backs of folks in the Philippines, um, in the case of Axie Infinity or uh, Venezuela or, or these sort of places. Like these are the people who are sort of creating "quote unquote" the value um, and and doing a lot of the work behind the scenes in these things that are kind of propping these markets up to a degree. Um, and when their return drops, right? When their their uh, with the money, the scant money that they end up making from these platforms dips below the minimum wage in the case of um, Axie Infinity in the Philippines, uh, they leave and the entire platform collapses because, surprise, they're the ones kind of holding this thing up. Right. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, get out of, uh, I'll get out of your hair and let you take some other calls. All right. John from Australia, everybody. As always, fantastic call. And I got to tell you, I'm pretty sure you just made it to another uh, bonus episode on the main podcast stream for a week when I'm off. Uh, this was fantastic. Um, definitely get me those links. Uh, I'll do yeah, a full, sure. full episode on this. I've been meaning to do more about video games and NFTs, but then all this stuff just came out at once with the crypto lenders and then the helium story and then the Spice Dow basically falling to pieces. And I bet 
something new will pop up every other day for the next who knows how long. But uh, I definitely want to at least do, uh, at the very least, a couple of episodes in the next couple of weeks on uh, what's going on with video games and NFTs. So definitely get me those. Well, links. look, you've got your work cut out for you because that uh, Solana wallet hack just happened as well. So right, you... I totally forgot about that. That yeah, I. I <laughs> Oh my god! And then there was another um, uh, Mike Bergersberg of Dirty Bubble Media, who's been on this show. Um, he had uh, had a report out today about uh, a fake crypto exchange stole sixty million dollars. It's tied to a massive web of fraud and to MEXC Global, a quote unquote legitimate exchange with a one billion dollar with one billion dollars in daily volume. Um, oh my god! Yeah, the fake the fake crypto <laughs> exchange is called Bitdog X. Apparently, my god! Uh, literally, uh, it could probably make a daily show about this. I mean, I know I'm honestly, pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure CoinDesk does a daily show on crypto, but I think their coverage of the space uh, probably a little bit different than mine. <laughs>